Good morning. Welcome to Jesus in Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. So we are in Proverbs 30, moving right along, and I have a large section of verses, but I'm going to do my best not to take too long, so let's jump right into Scripture. Proverbs 30, verse 17 through 20. That's what we're looking at this morning. Now again, this little section in Proverbs has a different author, possibly, unless Solomon has a different uh, name that he goes by um, for this section for any reason, which is a possibility as well. Either way, there's truth spoken here. There's wisdom to be gained from these words. So let's read here in verse 17. It says, The eye that mocks a father and scorns to obey a mother will pick will be picked out by the ravens of the valley and eaten by the vultures. Now let's stop there a second with this verse because it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with the rest of them. I just went ahead and threw it in there so we weren't doing just one verse today. So this one here, this very stark image, okay, of pretty much of a human body being left to the vultures. Okay, that's the imagery that he's giving us here. And it seems pretty gruesome. Now, what's the point of that? What's the point that he is trying to make? He specifically picks out a particular sin of disrespecting your parents. Having no respect for one's parents um, tells us that this person is a very arrogant, condescending person who most likely has no respect for God. Now, we don't need to take this literal that if someone lives that way and doesn't respect their parents, that this means that when they die, they're just going to be left to the vultures and not receive a proper burial. That's not exactly what it's saying. The point is that for someone to bury you, they have to have respect for you, okay? But if you're the type of person who doesn't give respect to other people, don't expect respect in return to you. That's the idea behind this little verse here, okay? And he's trying to use gruesome imagery to relay that information. Um, now, let's move on to verse 18 here. So we see this author again. He keeps using this kind of reoccurring theme where he gives three things and then a fourth thing to explain something, okay? And he gives those, those four images to explain a truth. And so he does it again. He did it yesterday. We looked at it. He said three things and then four. It's a poetic way of, of writing here. And so he does it again today. And this time he says, three things are too wonderful for me. Things I don't fully grasp and understand. Four things I don't understand. There's, there's four things here that I can't follow. I can't keep up with. I can't fully grasp. Okay, that's the idea. So then he lists them. Let's see what he lists. First, he says, the way of an eagle in the sky, okay? The way of a serpent on a rock, all right? The way of a ship on the high seas, and then the way of a man with a virgin. It almost sounds like a riddle, doesn't it? It kind of is a riddle, to be honest with you, when you think about this. What is he talking about? How are these four things too wonderful for him to where he can't understand them? completely or fully. Well, let's look at what they have in common. There's one important thing that they have in common. And verse 20 really, really solidifies what it is that these four things have in common. Let me explain. Each one of these, as they function in reality, leave no apparent trace of having happened. 
When an eagle flies through the sky, does it leave tire tracks? No. You won't know after the eagle flies in that place that the eagle flew in that place, right? There's no trace of the eagle having flown there. When a serpent slithers across a rock, it's not like it slithers in the sand. It'll leave a trace. It'll leave a track, right? And you can see the track and say, ooh, a serpent's been there. But when it's on a rock, it doesn't leave a track. There's no trace that the serpent had been there and done that. When a ship goes across the ocean of the sea, now it'll break the waves and it'll leave a wake, but that wake disappears. And later you can look out where that ship was and you see no trace of a ship having been there. And then the last one is when a man and a woman lay together, there's no evidence or trace that it has occurred. There's no marker left, okay? In that moment, obviously you can argue and say, well, yeah, well, if a woman gets pregnant, there's evidence, and you're right, but it's talking about in that moment. And the reason he uses that as an example is it flows right into verse 20. Verse 20 says, this is the way of an adulteress. She eats and wipes her mouth and says, I have done no wrong. So what he's talking about here, and he's using specifically sexual sin to show how deceptive sin is and how sin can lead us to do things in secret, knowing that we're going to get away with them because it leaves no trace. All right, And that's what someone who's an adulteress or in any sexual sin typically They'll, they'll get what they want and then clean their mouth to show no evidence that they have done that sin and they keep it in secret, okay? And this is something that we need to look out for. Sin in general is something we need to look out for and we need to hold each other accountable, especially brothers and sisters in Christ in the church because a brother or sister in Christ can easily be tempted into a sin that leaves no trace. And if we're not being open and honest and holding each other accountable, that brother or sister can slip into that sin and nobody knows about it to help them, and then they'll, they'll be in trouble. They'll be in trouble because they're in sin. And so this is something to be aware of. This is something to be concerned about in our own lives, how careful we need to be to not fall into the temptation of those sins that leave no trace. Okay, but we need to be upright and honor the Lord. And that's what the encouragement is in these verses. The encouragement is to constantly be checking your own heart so that you don't fall into these sins. Okay, You need to be holding each other accountable out daily, weekly in the world, our brothers and sisters in Christ, to help protect each one of us from falling into sin. That, that could be happening behind the doors and no one know about it. we got to take care of each, each person. we got to take care of one another. And so that's what this passage is leading us to do this morning. At the end of the day, it's all about honoring God. It's all about loving God and seeking first the kingdom of God and, and um, being obedient to him and to his word and not making excuses and finding ways with our sin nature to sin and leave no trace. Because here's the thing. Who does know all these things and understand them? Who does understand them? Who does see the traces of them? God does. You can't hide anything from God. None of these things can hide from God. They can be hidden from man, but not from God. So he knows your heart. 
and he knows what sin is there. So we need to seek to keep ourselves pure. At the end of the day, seek first the kingdom of God, a relationship with God. Thank you for joining me. Have a blessed day. I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye. Thank you.